the female guilty conscience. joining me, your host, Christina, for another episode of The Female Guilty Conscience. So thanks for joining us on The Female Guilty Conscience. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Holly Phelan. (laughs) Today we are talking about how she escaped a cult. The cult is called Jehovah Witnesses. I myself wasn't even aware that it could be considered a cult, and I just assumed that they were the kids on the bicycles with the helmets and the white shirts and the black ties and the jeans. Like, that's all <laughs> I knew about them, and then they just went door to door. So, Holly, how about you tell me who is the Jehovah Witnesses? Oh my gosh, where to begin? It's kind of like most religions, they like follow the Bible and stuff. They believe they are the one true religion, and that they, that what they teach is the truth they believe the name jehovah's witnesses comes from they believe that god's name is jehovah and that jehovah and that most most other religions aren't the true religion because they don't use god's name as jehovah like that they've taken it out and they've replaced it but so then they believe that jehovah uh created us and that one day that since adam and eve sinned that it's not fair on us that we're imperfect people so that they believe that one day those who follow jehovah's direction aka the new world translation bible that a bunch of old men retranslated and that he's gonna have them live forever on a paradise earth and kill everybody else yeah. all the wicked people in the world that basically armageddon's coming and right. only the people that are Jehovah's witnesses are going to live and so, the people that they preach to so eventually. i watched any episode of cults and extreme beliefs that was one very certain thing that I like started to catch on is everybody who wasn't a Jehovah's Witness was basically worldly. So when did you leave? May of 2018. And why would you consider it a cult? What qualifies it, I guess? I'm not saying that it needs to qualify, but to me, when I think cult, I think some crazy ass shit. Yeah. Sacrificial lambs. Yeah. To um, honestly, for me, it was kind of like it, it. It's hard one to explain because cult in my head doesn't ring a bell with the religion because I always was like, oh, we're not a cult, you know. Right. Um, but I kind of think of it like I feel like I just escaped a dystopian society. One of the number one signs of a cult is like comes from one person's ideas. And with Jehovah's Witnesses, they started out with one guy. His name was, like, Rutherford. Charles T. Rutherford? Something like that. They they had, like, a president of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Now they have, like, a group of people because I think that they tried to not look like, not look like, or they're actually the governing body. They live in, yeah, exactly. And that's, like, I think it's tried to make it kind of not seem, like, too cultish or something. But it definitely came from one person. And the guy was, like, super rich. And he reinterpreted the bible with some other people or whatever like they get any credit but um they they reinterpreted the bible from the hebrew language and they said that this is the correct broken down this is the correct version basically and um they said that the jehovah's name they took it out and all this stuff (laughs) yeah 
interesting how they could take a religion mm-hmm. and then make it their own in a way. I exactly. guess in this sense. I love that like how knowledgeable you are. You have like a great point of view. Why did you leave? Oh many, many reasons. At some point in your life you realize how restrictive it is because your whole life is kinda like you're taught one certain truth and any kid believes everything that their parent says. And I feel like there was a lot of meetings where they were like, they were like basically, who can train your kid to believe this the best? You know what I mean? Like, believe this bullshit, whatever. You know the what I mean? Whole tattletelling exactly. concept, like that blew my mind. Oh like, yeah, yeah, was exactly. So afraid if they didn't say something when they saw it, like they yeah. were not gonna go to heaven. All the restrictions and everything, like you're super suppressed and all this stuff. Me personally, like I was like having a hard time with all those restrictions, and actually, like most of my friends in this religion didn't really like they kind of bent the rules a lot we all kind of bent the rules a lot i think out of all the people that we grew up with almost all of them are still there yeah um even among those all of our friends that we were there with um before uh, a couple of them were even pioneers um what 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 a pioneer is i don't know if you know is when you kind of devote yourself to going door to door Yes. So you, you, you sacrifice money and time in school, especially for young kids. N- none of these kids go to college. <laughs> or you, most of them are homeschooled, too. Most of them are homeschooled. <laughs> for this, for that, yeah. It, when you're a pioneer, you're supposed to be the perfect example of the congregation. They, they kind of hold you to a higher standard. For example, watching R-rated movies is really frowned upon for the rest of us but if you're a pioneer it's basically no it's not allowed you just don't you just break don't do any it. exactly and a lot of our friends they were pioneers and have what was the um amount of hours you had to dedicate to be a pioneer 70 hours a month yeah oh out goodness. of your own personal Whoa, time time out that's like basically having a full-time job almost yeah i tried to do it a couple of times and like I went to public school because my parents were weird, whereas a lot of my friends that were pioneers or whatever went, were, like, homeschooled. And I felt so bad about that. Anyways, I tried to do 50 hours with going to school and, like, working. That's it was, like, impossible. overwhelming. It was overwhelming, but, like, I was never going to complain about it because I was trying to please Jehovah or whatever, you know? So do you at least believe in the actual religion versus the way they treat their followers? At first, I kind of did. I, I mean, I did. But, like, I was always having questions, you know what I mean? Kind of like, uh, but, like, as you're, as a witness, it's, like, if you have any kind of doubt, no. Like, that's, like, you can't. You know that's what I mean? Bad. That's bad. It. Exactly. Like, you can't research, you really sh- can't research out of your own, or out of your own, um, their own books and, like, publish it, publishments or whatever. They, because if anything talks negatively about it, it's apostate literature, and you shouldn't listen to it because they're trying to blind you. It's Satan trying to blind you. Amen. And I, th- I thought I'd add on to what she said about how you said maybe if we believe in the religion, not how they treat people. But the governing body, they proclaim they're the mouthpiece of God. And how you treat people is kind of based on what they tell you. So what kind of punishments are there 
other than being disfellowshipped. So you can be reproved privately or reproved publicly, which just basically means that you can't participate in the meetings because, or participate in the meetings and because everybody in the religion like participates in the meetings, like everybody. Well, for the most part, like everybody, you get to like comment and stuff, like raise your hand and make comments, go on stage and do parts, all like a bunch of stuff where you're involved in the meetings. Everybody's involved, oh, wow. kind of like that. And so then when you're privately reproved, privately reproved, um, you, they don't, they don't, nobody knows about it, but you lose all of those privileges. Like you're not allowed to go on any parts for like a couple of months until you go back and blah, 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 blah. If you're public publicly reproved they announce your name in front of everybody that cody Husby has been reproved and then people people will know you did something they don't know what they just know that jehovah forgave you and you're still here but you don't have any privileges it's, basically like oh he's bad association guys it, it's kind of like the warning <laughs> i guess i could say reproval means that you did something bad but you went to them about it and you listened to their counsel is what they would say so okay. maybe they thought you were sorry enough so they didn't disfellowship you is usually what it means. And then, of course, disfellowshipping is what they call banishment. They say, no, we don't banish people. We don't shut people. We disfellowship them. <laughs> that's like which, the, that's the formal Which Which is basically way. the big hammer. And disfellowshipping, people probably don't know, it's basically you're cut off entirely from everyone. Your family, they're not supposed to talk to you um, about anything but business, they say. Uh, if someone's dying, then of course there's an allowance. But other than that, nothing. And your friends, too. And it's not like something that's over time. It's immediate. As soon as they announce it, it's done. You, you have to walk out of there and no one will even look at you because... So, like, I was going through, like, a period of time where I was, like, not allowed to do, like, basically anything. And I was, like, trying so hard to get these privileges back. Like, I honestly burned myself out. I burned myself out. And after a while... I think that somebody actually yelled at me at one of the doors that we'd knock on. He was like, he was like, like, asking me all these questions, and I was answering everything, like, like a Jehovah's Witness or whatever. And then he goes, well, I mean, I just hope you guys do your research outside of it because, because I don't, you're young. He was telling me my sister. He's like, you're young, and I don't want you to devote your life to something that might not be real, might be delusional. And once he said that, I was like. Wow, I am a wasting my time. Guy was like, I'm wasting my time. On the door, we did that. that advice. We had to do that. But is that where just a stranger was like, kind of like the catalyst of like, oh, there's another. He was like another option for me. Like people yell at you at the door all the time, or tried to like persuade you that this is not real all the time. What's the worst? Or oh, that I've experienced? I don't know. There's most of the time they just yell at you. I think that guy for me at the time was like the worst because it had me questioning everything i was kind of like oh my god why am i dedicating all my time to something that's wearing me out you know i kind of stopped caring after that actually um but going back to actually like why or how we left so after i had gotten like uh, privately reproved i stopped trying and that's when i met cody and we were like we talked a lot in joe's witnesses dating is the worst the worst like everybody most everybody will get reproved or whatever i had gotten reproved for a relationship before most everybody gets reproved for something they did with their boyfriend or girlfriend because you're how not allowed you, to be alone how are you ever how do you get married how do you know who you're gonna marry <laughs> you have to basically do it right um no sex um no boob grabbing they kind of lose they kind of lump all of that in together but you're at least allowed to choose you can choose yes yeah um but for example they'll try to talk not you out really of it. like a relationship it's like you're mine 
if they don't if they don't think yeah. it, if they don't think it's you a good get, fit. But I mean, ultimately, what are some positives? I mean, that you could that you could say about they they teach respect. Um, they teach you to I guess at least read pretty well. You had to read well to find your own answers, but still. Um, good presentation skills. I mean, maybe good public speaking. Skills. Good. For, for some people, good um, like social skills. You know what I mean. We had to go and knock and talk to strangers right all the time, so I thought that was kind of decent. There that is definitely like great skill sets to go into a world that you're not necessarily which is <laughs> immersed in. Yeah, but you kind of just watched it from the outside. You you were at least given that a little bit of an experience. Like the Amish, they fucking don't even get electricity most of the time yeah so at least you got to just be in like this bubble yeah i mean yeah which is funny because it's like it made even though we had all of those skills it made it so hard to leave because you're not allowed to have friends with people that are at school not allowed to have any friends anybody outside of the religion you're not really supposed to talk to anybody else outside of religion um and you're not supposed to go to college too all the young people we were with i was the only one who moved out all the other ones live with their parents, and they, most of them worked part-time and went out and service the rest of the time. So, you know, in their minds, I have no marketable skills. If I do something bad and I get disfellowshipped and I get kicked out, I'm going to be homeless. Yeah. I have no buddy. I have no money. And I have no job. I have no skills. And I didn't go to school. So it's kind of setting them up to be trapped. Exactly. Like, you feel yeah. like if you leave, you're going to be all alone. It's like why it's emotional, emotional manipulation and emotional blackmail to try and go back. Because, like, what if yeah. I, I... Sometimes I miss my family. Sometimes right. I have friends that I miss. They didn't do anything wrong, you know? They're I can't there and you're here. Exactly. And I can't talk to them because... And it's, like, emotional blackmail. Like, oh, like, if you come back, you can have your family back. And that's exactly what they say, that the whole reason for the whole excommunication... It's like a timeout. Is, is for is to make you guys want to come back. That's exactly. what they teach your family. They, they, they like, say no, it's loving discipline. Right. Like that's the that's so sad because there was one family that I that told their story and it was so impactful because there was four of them. There were three boys and a girl. One boy and a girl. They ended up leading kind of together one after another, not too far apart. Well then the two boys, you know, basically said this is what we want to do and their father was like I'll die if you guys leave so they decided like we can't kill dad because we do love our family we're gonna stay well it got to a point to where one was like okay not both of us can stay one of us can stay and one of us will go and one ended up staying and one ended up going the one that ended up staying ended up committing suicide oh yeah yeah and crazy right I'm just like that's so how it tears the family apart like that how it makes you feel like that's your only escape right like and then the sad the one kid on the basketball court when he was at school and he had to go back he called him his friends and the next day he had to go back and basically set the record straight and be like couldn't just let it be yeah he had to go back to him and be like hey dude Seriously, I, we can't be friends. Yep. You're not a Jehovah so witness. extreme. Growing up, we had this park what? right across the street from my house, and never allowed to play with the other kids. All day long, all my friends at school would come knock on my door every day to see if I could come play. And my parents would tell them no every time until eventually they just stopped coming. They said you can have your friends over for a Bible study if you want, but <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and we also we 
Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate any any holidays. Not your birthday, not Christmas, not New Year's, not Thanksgiving, not no. Valentine's not Day, not Christmas. No, 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 not Christmas, not Christmas, not Halloween, none of it. And no, so Christmas. when I was in, when we were in school, we as little kids in elementary school, we had to tell people if they brought a the class was doing anything related to any of the holidays, we had to tell them we could not participate. And like, why? You know what? And there was a bit that I remember watching where they made that they had they voluntarily would choose the Jehovah Witness children to be like, I'm gonna stand outside, and they would sit in the hallway. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I did sometimes. Parties. Party, Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like, or while how do you deprive a child of having such happy feelings? Like, do you yeah. ever feel like you missed out? Oh, absolutely. All the time. To be fair. At the time when I was in, not so much. Yep. Um, because you feel like you're doing it for a good cause. So you honestly, you get used to it. It's kind of hard the first few times when you're young, but you get used to it. But as soon as we left, now I look at all the stuff that I turned down, all the friends that I turned down, the opportunities for college that I turned down. You know, all the all the ki- all the things that kids get to experience. That that's gone for me. If I could do it differently, I'd probably choose not to go through high school again. Yeah. I'd probably choose something different. For a lot of people at a young age, it's like a really, really tough world. And like here, you both are very intelligent. I think it's awesome to to have experienced something, to share it with everybody, and then also be so lively and positive. Like when I met you two at the New Year's Eve party, like it was like you were like everybody else. You know, I would have never freaking imagined. I would have never imagined. I was totally shocked. And I think it's awesome that you guys have gotten to where you are and that you are just living life the way that you want to, whatever it is, going back to the Jehovah Witnesses or doing this because I believe in do whatever makes you happy. Amen. If it's not, as long as it's not killing you, like do what makes you happy. And if it means being part of something that you believe in and makes you be a good person because don't get me wrong because i'm sure it it makes a lot of people be really really good people and not like i guess murderers yeah serial killers right serial (laughs) killers and stuff so i mean that i've never heard of a serial killer jehovah witness (laughs) yeah for real i'm gonna have to look that one up i'm gonna google that after y'all leave do you want to hear how, like, the end of the story of how we got out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think at one point I was saying, I was talking about how, like, we kind of all had each other's back. You know, everybody was kind of, like, doing shady stuff. We were all stuff. in it together. Yeah, we were all in together, though. And I, at what one... stuff? <laughs> like, like, everyone. Like, everybody was, so, everybody was drinking. There were some people doing drugs, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I mean, like, that was, like, also, like, a no-no. Like, hard like, drugs? No, just, like, anything like, like weed, too. Fine hard. Anything other than pot I think for some me. cocaine. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure the majority of them were smoking pot, at least. At least, yeah. yeah. And then like people um, having sex, like doing the oral, like all of you know what I mean, like, like honestly, like basically worldly, but they were hiding. It was everybody called okay. it your double life. They literally said that in meetings. Oh, like your double life, something like that. So, um. But we all kind of, like, Austin, like, some of us had kind of had each other's back, you know what I mean? Like, we confided in each other. And I had one best friend that was his best friend's girlfriend, whatever. Um, 
she we kind of I confided in her about a lot of things her and her twin too they had it was her and her twin and my sister we all four of us were like best friends friends, like sisters like we've been friends since we were little and like we had gone through a lot of stuff together like a lot and so then last year they actually graduated high school and we I was at their graduation party I was upset about whatever and I ended up talking to my friend because like I was also like keeping in stuff that me and Cody would be doing or whatever and so then I ended up kind of confiding in her one of the twins because it was her party because I afterwards we hung out afterwards and she she was like she's like you need to break up with Kim and this and this and this and you need to break up with them and go to the elders and this and this and this and this and I was like wait what like I was like but I, I don't want to like I don't want to like and all my life I've kind of been doing like everything that I felt like I should do, not what I wanted to do because that's kind of how they raise you to. Right. So then at that point I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to. And so then like she had texted me later, like whenever like this had all mostly passed. Um, she's like, but for real, like she's like, actually you really need to go tell the elders. And I was like, I had already done the elder thing. Already did it like already, right? I had yeah. like I was already doing it. I was privately, and I remember I was sa- I said to myself like I am never doing that again. Whether it's I'm never getting reproved again or I'm leaving because I'm never doing that again. It's just in front of old men. I'm t- asking about my personal business, okay. so I wasn't gonna go through the whole getting reproved again. So I told her I was like I'll tell the elders, okay, whatever. Like I was like, but can you wait until my sister graduates this year? She graduated in 2018 also. Like, she was going to have a whole party. I was really, I was a big part of it. I was helping, all this stuff. Like, it was important to me. So I was like, can you please wait that long? Like, just that long. Like, can you just keep a secret for me? Because we all, like, would keep stuff for each other. Okay, well, she texted me. She was like, no, like, that's two months out, right? She's like, no, I'm not. She's like, I can't wait that long. I can't wait that long. And so then that weekend, I was also going to L.A. Because I had a friend in the Witnesses that was he was getting married and I was actually singing at his wedding wedding and it was a big deal because it was a big band and all. we had been practicing for like weeks and I was like can you please at least wait until after I get back from LA please and she was like I don't know like I'll, I'll try like whatever like 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 yes like she agreed to that next morning next morning night maybe I'm not even sure maybe even a few hours later her twin sister texts me she's the meaner one she was like you're so stupid I'm so disappointed in you. What's wrong with you? Like, you're the, you're the dumbest person I've ever met. Blah, 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 blah. This huge entire paragraph of how stupid I am for telling her, for doing it, and all this all this stuff. Just telling me how stupid I was. And then um, she ended up, she's like, yeah, she's telling on you tomorrow. No. And I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm done. I, I don't want to be a part of this. I was kind of like, this is not, like, I don't trust anybody in this organization. I kind of was already, like, like a no-no about it anyways. And I was like, I'm never talking to others again. So, I guess I'm leaving, guys. Sorry. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Because I would have had to. Like, her telling on me, had to. So then I packed my bags and I went to Cody's apartment that night. And I just wrote my parents a letter and I never went back. But my my dad talks to me actually kind of a little bit um he's actually a lot he's actually really awesome about it but my mom and my sister not they won't they refuse my dad talks to me every once in a while because we have a business thing that we're wrapping yeah, up same. um business you're allowed to exactly talk. exactly, exactly. But you're supposed to try to wrap it up but you, know, you can't continue business you should try to stop it and uh, i think it's, exactly it, it's worth worth noting that the people that we were hanging out with we were doing everything together 
breaking every yeah. rule besides sex. That was the one they didn't break. They would like, smoke cigarettes, pot, drink, curse, watch drugs. all movies, watch porn, which is also hugely against the rules. We'd sne- sneak out with. You might as well do it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Sneak out with no chaperone, make out in cars. Basically, we, we, they, we did everything. Like normal teenagers. They literally. Basically normal teenagers. <laughs> but to them, I guess sex was the line. And when Holly told them that we crossed that line, uh, they completely turned on us. And it was no longer, you know, we're, we're your friends doing stuff together. It's I have to tell you because you're, you're breaking the big one. The bad. Mind you, revenge and, telling all of them. I did. They but don't believe me because two witnesses. Two witnesses. Damn. I know. And they all. That was after we left. And once we left, we lost credibility. It didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter because we're the ones that left. We're just trying to get back at them now. So. Well, now they're going to be on the World Wide Web. They no. literally, like, would be. We, no names. You're not allowed to be. We know who <laughs> they, they, they are. They know who they are. Oh, yeah. So the thing that sucks about them is they're still in it yeah. and living a lie, and they're in it, and they believe that they're, they're <laughs> going to end up in hell anyways. Like, but hello, we don't people. In hell. That's what you're. Or, they probably they think yeah. that they are going to be forgiven. Yeah, in exactly. a way, it's an ego, you know, or it's like it's and a narcissism. You fucked up. Why don't you get out? Exactly. Exactly. I think it's kind of the kind you of crazy. Well just go live the we, crazy worldly life. So your former Jehovah Witness community is here in Austin. Yeah, it's it's worldwide. There's actually, several congregations. Yeah, there's several. Hung- I was from the North Austin, actually. I Googled it, and North I could area. not figure out the freaking website. I couldn't. Yeah? Like, all, well, That's too all, funny. The only thing I could figure out was how many motherfucking meetings they have and uh, how many they have them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They're, how, how big are they? I think 8 million now, I think. Probably. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. 8 they're, million. They're slowly losing people, though, in, I guess, first world countries is probably the right word for it but and if you look economically in poor places their numbers are going up i think possibly due to lack of internet yeah possibly due to people in poor circumstances are going to be searching for hope more maybe and, and they be do dependent it's on, very emotionally involved they do like, preach a positive message it does sound very positive it's your loved ones can come back you can live forever you know you can be perfect you know, um, you, know you, you have too. a family, which is one thing they did provide was a right. big sense of a family. A group, a it, big, it might, a big They group. might have fostered a very judgmental, backstabbing group, but for the <laughs> most part, it was still a family. And the thing is, is they, they like, prey on the emotionally weak. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally would have meeting parts about... Oh, if somebody's lost a loved one, make sure you mention to them that their res- their loved ones they can see them again, and um, stuff like that, and stuff like like I mean, oh enough. you're not alone. To, I'm sure to get yeah. somebody to just believe. And my yeah, and especially my, somebody in a vulnerable state where they're missing that loved one. Yeah. God, that's so manipulative. They exactly. Have, um, they have what they call hospital witnessing, um, <laughs> but the, the thing is in their head, they're. They would be hanging them, out in the They're giving them hope because they, they don't have hope at all. In their head, they're trying to save you. So That's pretty much anything so is warranted. Yeah. That to me is like worse than a sociopath. Like, yeah. You're preying on people who are about to lose, about yeah. to lose a loved one, you're, and you're, you're taking exactly. advantage of it. The thing is just in their heads, exactly. they don't see it that way. They see that they're doing you a big favor. That they're it's a win-win situation. Even, even because the they, they believe that their 
loved ones are good. They believe yeah. it, so why not? Like, hello, and duh. They you, think that they're helping you because they really believe it. They really do. They really do. They're okay. trying to help you. Well, I think that's all we have time for tonight. Thank you so much, Cody and Holly, for joining me on yeah. the Female Guilty Conscience. Thank you for listening. And Daryl for once again letting me use this place to record in. Thank you, Daryl. And, uh... Yeah, cheers to everybody that was listening. Hope you you enjoy.